Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hello and welcome back to Angel Talks Life. If this is your first time here, well, you are in for a treat. On this show, we talk about current events from a Christian perspective, lifestyle tips and hacks to improve your productivity, and of course, our faith in God. So stay tuned for this episode of Angel Talks Life. Welcome to today's podcast. Did y'all see that election debate yesterday? Okay. So today's topic is all about the elections, the debate that happened yesterday, but I'm not going to be recapping the debate. I'm actually going to be talking about some things that we should be asking our next president that they never got to in the debate yesterday. But before I start, y'all, I just have to point out that the president of the United States did not tell um, the white supremacist groups to, he told them to stand down. He did not tell them to, you know, stop what they were doing. And that really concerns me. But, you know, I I strongly believe that many members of President Trump's, um, of his family, and possibly him, are members of the KKK or some kind of supremacist, supremacist group. But, and, okay, so let me tell y'all something. So the way I've... The way I feel about it is when it comes down to our what we as a black community should be asking for, I'm going to go step by step with some of the things that they were talking about in the debate yesterday. So I'm going to start off with COVID. A lot of the things that um, Trump was saying, of course, we know it's just really ridiculous. But Biden did bring up an important statistic yesterday. He said one in 1,000 black Americans were uh, have died from coronavirus. And this statistic is true. It's actually uh, one out of 1,020. But I have to say this. With our next president, we should be asking for them to eradicate the abuse of executive power. What does that mean? What is the abuse of executive power? That is for us to... Okay, so you have the pandemic, right? We declared uh, a, 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 that we need an emergency power or we declared a, a state of emergency, excuse me. We declared a state of emergency. So when we declare a state of emergency, then that automatically gives the p- president power to um, enact a lot of the uh, executive power that he did, just like the recent one where he, what was that he did? Oh, he gave like more money to the uh, to the states to be able to pay for unemployment. And he was able to do that through FEMA because he had executive power. But in February 2019, he also did the same thing. Um, when he bypassed Congress to build his wall over, you know, to block the Mexicans. That's not something that a president should be allowed to do. They, If they want to enact a law or enact anything, they should be going and making sure they go through Congress just like everybody else. And a lot of people, you know, don't understand the magnitude of him being able to enact these executive powers. But it's very, very important because 
executive powers go so much as to being able to, they could stop our, they could freeze our bank accounts with an emergency power. That's how big it is. You could freeze bank accounts with emergency power. So that's how Trump has been able to do a lot of the things that he's been doing in his in his reign, now I'm going to say reign because he thinks he's king and not president. <laughs> in his reign, he's been able to enact so many of these laws and things like that and bypass Congress because he's used executive power. Now, that is just, of course, we know that that is just totally wrong. But to stop this in the future, that's what we need to ask for our next president to eradicate that. Now, this is difficult because a lot of presidents like to have that power, um, but and because they don't want to have the stalemate that we're seeing now with unemployment benefits between they don't want to have a stalemate between the House and the Senate. Well, let me tell you something. If the um, House and the Senate were correctly proportioned by the people that were voting for them, then maybe it wouldn't be so big of a deal. What do I mean by that? Well, let me tell you. So there's a such thing as um, gerrymandering. If you've never heard of gerrymandering, gerrymandering is basically when um, a state legislator, so I'm in Virginia now, so the state legislator comes in and he bas they basically redirect um, the lines. Like they put us in different sections and our voting power or how our representation is, is based on the majority of people voting in that district. So when they're redistricting, they're making the district lines, basically. So when they're making these district lines and everything, well, there you have it. You know, you, you are going to get a disproportion. So say like here in Virginia, we're probably, you know, mostly Democrat. Well, but we have, let's say we have a Republican governor. I don't know if Governor Norham is Republican or not. Or our state legislation is Republican. Well, they can, because they're in power right now, they read, they change the district lines to where our power as Democrats is lessened. Okay. So, and that's the reason we'll have more in this, in this election where we're voting for representation in Congress, we can have more uh, people, more Republicans go to Congress than we would us or, or the Democrats. So that's the reason it's so important to understand what gerrymandering is because Trump as a distraction, he's very good at doing distractions and then doing his business behind everything. He'll like, he'll just, you know, he's not going to focus on what is really important to the people he's going to distract by attacking like we saw yesterday he attacked biden you know his whole he attacked the man's child like everybody knows you don't talk about nobody kids but i guess biden went off limits but whatever so he attacked his kids you know he really distracted but let's get to it he's talking about fraud through the melon vote Okay, no, let's talk about gerrymandering. You have been redistrict, making the district lines change in the key states that you need. So there's six key states that are known for gerrymandering. And those are Georgia, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Texas, Virginia, and North Carolina. They are known for gerrymandering. Okay, so when we're telling you to get out and vote, it is imperative 
imperative for us to get out and vote. Okay. Now the next thing, um, now one of the things I had to think about was like, how important is our vote? You know, we tell people go out and, you know, vote, go out and vote. And then they talk about, you know, Trump's support, um, with the, white people that don't that haven't been to college like those are his most of his supporters he incites them with these thoughts of supremacy and violence of course you know but what how like how does that really work for us as black you know how does that really work for us as black people to get our voices heard well if we are voting our legisl our legislators in and we're voting appropriately and telling them what we want is for them to get rid of gerrymandering and to prove it unconstitutional, then that's how we get that out. But we have to have people, we have to tell our legislation what we want and put those who are have our views in office. So it's not just voting for the president. We got to vote two years from now. And I think it's really funny that while I'm still on the topic of gerrymandering, I think it's really really funny that President Trump is really trying to make sure that he puts the Supreme Court justice in. And he's also talking about the, in the election or the debate yesterday, he talked about having the power to put the uh, Supreme Court justice in because they were in power. So it kind of implied to me, like you're doing a lot of stuff you're in power to make sure that you keep your presidency. But the, the reason why I brought that up is because Whomever is in the Supreme Court seat, then that, I mean, whoever is in the Supreme Court, they're going to be the ones that prove gerrymandering unconstitutional. So, of course, he's not going to put somebody in there who's going to say, no, let's not do that. That's unconstitutional. No, he's going to get somebody who's going to be like, well, you know, what's up? I like it. You know, let's keep us in power. I don't know why they that's like a thing like wanting to keep a certain race in power like why is that like a platform to even stand on in a country that says they're free you know like if we're saying we're free then why is that something we talk about <laughs> you know what i mean like why is that even something that we even discuss is hey jonathan um, why is that even something that we discuss about being in power, having one race be in power over another? And for our president to even talk about that like that, it's just crazy. But that brings me to my next point. I think we should ask the next president why um, we should ask the next president to reverse mass incarceration. I think that is really important because yesterday they talked about law and order that's what they talked about and trump wasn't making biden mad biden got hot <laughs> he was hot he was like ah, ah, ah. he was ready but i was i felt so bad for biden because i was like bro please stop stuttering please stop stuttering like please but uh <laughs> but one of the things is that he was like you can't say law and order well law and order for trump is basically sending out troops to basically beat up anybody that goes against what he says. But to be honest with you, talking about um, reversing mass incarceration is a big problem. Why? Because the imprisonment rate for black men is six times higher than that of white men. 
black people are more likely to get stopped. And for a country that has 5% of the world's population, why is one quarter of our population in jail? With crimes falling and falling every year, why? Why is that? So when we're talking about law and order, let's make sure we keep order before we start enforcing the law. You feel me? And that's just going to our justice system, defunding all, all that stuff about defunding the police. Let's start here. Then we could you, then we can talk because if prisons weren't privatized and they weren't making money, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Period. Poo. But yeah, so um, those are my three things that I really think that it we we as a black community need to be asking our next president. Like, yeah, they're talking about all this stuff. Yeah, we can get upset about some of the things that went on in the debate yesterday. But we have three things. We need to ask them to take away the abuse of executive powers so, pre so President Trump can stop thinking he's king and understand he president. There's check and balances for a reason. Then we ask them to eradicate or make gerrymandering unconstitutional. If they do that, then we'll have Congress, correct representation in Congress. And then if we reverse the mass incarceration, we really can have justice and law and order. So that is my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. I really feel that um, just listening to this podcast, you all can really understand a lot of the ideas that we should be having as a black community. Yes, we have the ability to protest, but if we're not putting forth what we need to protest or what we need to be really asking for, it's not going to be as effective. And I'm all about making an effective agenda for us to stand on. So that is today's podcast, y'all. I am so thankful that y'all join in on this podcast and, um, you can always check it out at angeltalkslife.com where you'll find the Angel Talks Life podcast. I really did not come on here to talk about something so heavy. I wanted to talk about something light or encouraging, but you know, it is what it is. So I think I'm going to do a fitness one tomorrow, but we don't know. But I love you all. I thank y'all for joining. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.